This podcast is sponsored by Echelon. Echelon is the affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and an instructor's motivation right in the comfort of your own home. With Echelon, you can work at any time, day or night, and crush your fitness goals. And right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners get up to $800 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, text GENIUS to 818181 to get up to $800 off MSRP. Once again, just text GENIUS to 818181. Quick disclaimer, message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have Peter Small. He's the Chief Medical Officer at HIFE, H-Y-F-E. The website is hyfeapp.com, A-P-P. So, Peter, thanks for coming. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, no problem. Tell me about uh, HIFE. What's the premise of the company? Well, Hyfe is a small group of scientists, clinical investigators, data engineers, and software programmers whose ambition is nothing short of changing the way the world manages cough. When I say that, people Uh-oh. are like, cough? <laughs> you mean like, excuse yeah, people, me, what do you mean, cough? Right. Cough, like who cares about cough? It turns out that actually cough is super important. I mean, the fact is that cough is common and reasons that people seek health care. It's important in that it's an obvious sign of disease and it spreads a lot of diseases as well, but it's currently managed rather pathetically by providers and health systems. And the biggest challenge is that it's simply not measured. You know, when you go to your doctor and, you know, they'll measure your weight, they'll measure your blood pressure. But if you have a cough, they'll ask you, so how, well, how much are you coughing? And, and, you know, I've been on both sides of this conversation because I'm not only a cough uh, scientist, I also have a chronic cough. And the answer is frankly, you know, I don't know, doc, how many times did you cough yesterday? And, and what Hyfe does is it allows, it combines the ubiquity of cell phones with sophisticated acoustic AI and machine learning to passively monitor and quantify cough. That And it's super empowering. Oh, so it listens and then it knows the approximate shape of a waveform of what a cough will look like. And it, it grabs those instances and then analyzes them. Yeah, it's a pretty straightforward process. You know, it it monitors the volume constantly. It's not listening. So it, it's privacy preserving. And when it detects an explosive change in volume, it sends half a second of sound to the cloud, which is enough time for our AI algorithm to determine if it's a cough or not, but it doesn't contain any personal information. And, and essentially what it is, is it's a Fitbit for cough. So this runs on your phone and you can just look down and say, oh my gosh, look how much I'm coughing today. Or wow, my cough is getting better. That medicine is uh, is helping. Wait, so if it only does half a second, I mean, coughing seems to be like sneezes. Like people just don't just go, <clears throat> you know, they might cough three or four times. And let's say someone coughs like three or four times and it's very phlegmy at the end. The, the initial cough could be radically different from the third or fourth in a series. And what information would you get from listening to all of them versus just one? 
It's a great question. And, you know, we have become the most incredible cough nerds. And in fact, we have a 30 page document that describes how to annotate the coughs. And that's the information we use for training the algorithm. And, and you're totally right that, you know, people can either have a single cough or they can cough in succession. The coughs can sound differently. What we're able to do is to say, oh, that's a cough and timestamp it. So we not only get the number of coughs, but the pattern of coughs. Oh, okay. I see what you so, I mean, I've heard of like a wet cough or a productive one or a dry cough, but what are some of the nuances of coughing that you've heard? And what does that tell you? Like if a person has this, like a, I don't know, whatever, a, a raspy cough, what does that tell you versus a, a short clipped staccato cough or something? Yeah. You know, there are two aspects here. One is to simply identify and monitor coughs, the so-called Fitbit for cough. That's an engineering challenge that we have solved. And we're finding that that's very helpful for patients, providers, health systems, and researchers. I think down the road, we'll get into this space of you know, what I'm calling the Shazam for cough, which is, you know, the cough, listen, you listen to the sound and the quality of the cough, and it tells you what its likely diagnosis is. And there's a lot of exciting preliminary data that suggests that there is information in cough, which can give you some clue as to what its etiology is. But we and no one else is, is at point yet where that can be done with certainty. So our current focus is really just on squeezing as much information as we can to improve healthcare from simply recognizing the coughs. Well, again, what do you recognize? What's the cough lexicon look like? I'll start with the use cases. And that is, we are finding that the cough... Allowing people to quantify their cough is super empowering to patients. And for example, we had a woman who sent us an email and she said, you know, I've been telling my doctor for years that I have this chronic cough, but it wasn't until I showed him with your app that I was coughing 250 times a day that he said, oh my gosh, you've got a bad cough. We should do something about it. So, you know, this is super empowering to patients. It's also very helpful to providers. I was on the phone just yesterday with a provider in South Korea who was a specialist in cough. He's saying like, this is a game changer because there's no diagnostic test for cough. You, the way the cough is managed is you give somebody a medicine and you see if their cough gets better. But up until now, it's never been measured. You know, the doctor gives you some Pepsid. He says, oh, it's probably reflux. Let me know how it's going. And with this, doctors are able to precisely track how the patient's symptoms change in response to therapeutic interventions. And then, you know, there's also an incredible need for this in drug development, you know, cough as an endpoint in clinical trials is currently measured just by asking patients like, how's your cough, which is pretty imprecise. And then finally, we're gaining some fundamental insights into disease by measuring cough. So it, it's really been interesting to see how many use cases there are for this fairly simple sounding uh, technology. Well, again, what are you discovering? Like what kinds of coughs or nuances in the cough tell you that someone may have a particular problem besides frequency? Yeah. So one of the things that we're seeing is that the cough can be a lead indicator of many diseases. So by passively monitoring someone's cough, you can know before other diagnostic tests that they might have a respiratory infection or that they might be going into congestive heart failure and intervene or that their COPD is exacerbating. This is all very early days in this field that we're now calling acoustic 
epidemiology. But everywhere we're looking, we're finding that, that there's information because cough is super interesting at one level. You know, Richard, if you never cough, you'll probably die of aspiration pneumonia. But if you're coughing too much, you may be in the process of dying of aspiration pneumonia. And it's also interesting because it's both a symptom that the patient reports to the doctor and a sign that the doctor can actually see. And yet those two perspectives rarely coincide. It's actually been perhaps our biggest insight has been that cough has been ignored for so long. And, and we're entering this golden era of cough where its importance has been amplified by some of the current epidemics. I myself have a cough and I can tell you, it used to be when I coughed in a grocery store, people kind of looked at me and said, you know, God bless you, thinking I'd probably sneezed or something. Now, when I cough- But now they run in terror. Oh my God, they look at me like I pulled out an Uzi submachine gun. And and I know that it's not infectious and, and it's hugely stigmatizing. So the attention to cough is going up. And equally important is that increased understanding of the science of cough has a number of drug companies with very advanced drugs that are awaiting FDA approval, which will, if they're approved, be the first effective cough medicine endorsed by the FDA in over 60 years. Do cough medicines just cover up what would normally be a useful tool? Or are they useful? Or are they only useful for people that can't stop coughing? Well, you know, almost every cough medicine that's on the market right now is largely a placebo. They're not mechanistically driven to specifically interrupt the neural pathway of cough. And that's been this great advance is understanding that many of the chronic coughers like myself have, it's actually a a neural hypersensitivity. And by blocking the receptor that starts that neural pathway, it's quite effective at decreasing cough. And this would be the first really effective cough medicine in a very long time. I'm imagining every time I cough, contracting my chest and other places, et cetera. So is anyone studying the effect of someone coughing, you know, a hundred times a day for a period of time? What is it? Certain muscles, does it lock them up, change their physiology dramatically because of this, you know, compression, 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 this force being exerted over and over and over from the cough? Well, you know, having spent a lot of time talking with coughers over the last six months or so, I, I can tell you that cough comes in all degrees of severity. And we have people with minor cough that's a little bit inconvenient, all the way to people whose coughing spells are so severe that they vomit or they get these hemorrhages in their eyes. And uh, so, yeah, there's definitely physiologic consequences of severe coughing that are acute. But more important is the debilitating effect that chronic cough has. This is not just a cosmetic issue. I mean, these are, it's a, chronic cough is associated with increase in missing work, depression, and social isolation because it it is a very stigmatized condition. I've been working too hard and not working out enough. I wanted to get in shape, but I don't have time to get to the gym. Echelon brings the gym home to me. So right now for a limited time, podcast listeners get up to $800 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, text Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, to 818181 to get up to $800 off MSRP. Once again, text Genius to 818181, and message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. What are your goals for the, uh, the project? What are you trying to understand first, and what's going to have to wait until later to understand? Well, I think first and foremost is making it clear 
to patients and providers that they no longer need suffer from the ambiguity about how much they're costing. And that when they take a new medicine, they can actually track and see if their cough is getting better or worse. And then we're working with, you know, probably half a dozen different diseases to say, well, what's the natural history of cough in in tuberculosis or in COPD or this chronic refractory cough or non-tuberculous mycobacteria? And as you alluded to earlier, you know, what is is there some way that we can connect, collect enough information that we could train our algorithms to not just count the cost, but also to diagnose them? And I think that's really going to be the next, uh, the big frontier. And that is, you know, the ability to turn every mobile phone into a diagnostic device is the dream that gets our team up in the morning. Okay. When do you think that you're going to, uh, like, how many coughs would your system need to listen to and maybe use AI to figure out what's going on? Is a million coughs? Like, um, what path are you on? Like, how soon do you think you'll have some visibility into, oh, you know, this sound pattern means this kind of cough, and that sound pattern correlates with that kind of cough? Yeah, so we're, we've been partnering with the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and a, a small design building firm called Global Health Labs uh, now for almost a year to collect coughs from patients who are suspected of having tuberculosis in seven Asian and African countries. The goal there is to collect half a million coughs and to see if from that we can start to distinguish who has tuberculosis and who doesn't. I think it's probably going to be another three to six months till we get enough data from that to see whether the principle that cough can be diagnostic is true. Okay. So what's the best way for people to find out more about your work and to keep track on it gets to a point where it has, you know, like more clinically useful info? Yeah. So we have a a health and fitness app, which is freely available to anyone. Uh, You can just download it from our website. It runs on both iOS and Android and, and, you know, download it if you have a cough and see how knowing whether your cough is getting better, understanding what time of day your cough is worse. Is, is your cough worse when you're laying down, standing up outside? And what we're finding is that, you know, this really fits with the major trends in, in healthcare, such as you know, patient-centric, patient-driven healthcare, where we're empowering patients themselves to come to understand their own cough. So just go to our website, download the app, and uh, see if it's helpful, and and send us your feedback, because we're very early in this entire field of acoustic epidemiology and acoustic diagnostics, and uh, so we're really looking for feedback from users. Hmm. Well, I look forward to seeing the small index of coughing as the gold standard for evaluating coughs in the future? Well, it's actually super interesting because one of the things that we're seeing, Richard, is that everyone who has a cough coughs rather erratically. You know, you have good days and bad days, cough more in the morning, sometimes more in the afternoon. And so it's not like monitoring heart rhythms. I mean, if you have seven beats of ventricular tachycardia, you're in trouble. (laughs) But if you cough five times in a row, that is highly contextual. So for someone like myself, I cough somewhere between 40 and and 120 times a day. If I cough 50 times tomorrow, it's no big deal. If you cough 50 times tomorrow, it's probably quite significant. So I think what the real future holds here is the fusion of remote patient monitoring and individualized precision medicine. We're already seeing this in, for example, with fever, you know, the 
the simple story told for the last, you know, hundreds of years is that if your temperature is greater than 98.6, you have a fever. But every clinician knows that's not true. I mean, as an ID doctor, I'd seen so many septic elderly patients who were at a normal quote unquote fever. But probably if we'd been tracking their individual fever, we would have gotten much more insight out of it. And I think you're right. I think we are going to end up with, you know, personalized algorithms that will alert people when their cough is abnormal for them. And it'll be very personalized and, uh, and, but will greatly improve, you know, those of us who have coughs management. And it's very difficult when you have a cough to actually know promptly when it's getting worse. And yet so many of the interventions need to be started promptly. So, so I think this is going to, you know, our long-term vision of cough management is that it becomes just part of a bigger trend in personalized predictive medicine that uses passive data streams to fine-tune the healthcare in a way that you want it to be managed. Very good. But what's the best way? Is it app.com? Is it in both app stores or where should people go to get the app? Yeah, you can get it from either of the app stores. Just uh, search HYFE. It'll pop right up, download it, and off you go. Very good. Well, Dr. Small, aka Peter, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, which has been sponsored by Echelon. When you're trying to reach your fitness goals, it can really help to have world-class instructors like Nicole Griffin and Michael Brown choreographing classes with music from your favorite artists like Pitbull. And you get a community of hundreds of thousands of people who can give you that extra push. Echelon gives you that. Echelon's certified fitness instructors are supportive, engaging, and fun. They really know how to get you moving. And right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners can get up to $800 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, text GENIUS to 818181 to get $800 off MSRP. Once again, text GENIUS to 818181. Message and data rates may apply. Please see terms for details. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.